Welcome to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. I'm Dr. Heidi. I am a toxic relationship awareness and healing specialist. My mission is to provide hope, healing, and freedom to those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships, emotional abuse, and narcissistic behaviors. Though I am not a licensed mental health professional, I have been there. I have done the work and I have healed. I am someone who has spent several years walking a similar path to yours. My role is to provide you the education to understand your situation for what it really is, to help you regain your own power and ultimately step into your new life of freedom. You can find me and all my services at coachingwithdrheidi.com. Welcome back, everybody. End of summer 2022. I know I've been getting messages. You guys were worried that I fell off my boat. I did not. I'm here, but I believe everybody needs a break. And I know I've put out a ton of content in this podcast and I need to make it better. And I need to be able to provide you guys with the things that the previous episodes have been missing. So here we are kicking off the next series of the all new original podcasts. And as I looked back over the podcasts, you know, this was not intended to do what it did. I had no idea that there would be so many people looking for this, but I think what has made this podcast so popular is I truly believe it is because the listeners can relate to what I'm saying. I have been there. I felt it. I failed, I felt it, and I did it again. Now, do I have all the right answers? Of course I do. No, not really, I'm kidding. I don't. All I know is what I learned from me going through it, from me escaping from it, from me healing from it, and what I continue to learn on a daily basis about me and my past and how my past still to this day affects my life and the people that I love. I've also learned a lot of it from the hundreds of clients that I have personally helped remove themselves from the toxic relationships in their life. And I often look back like many of you, and I wonder why I stayed in such a bad place for such a long time. And some of you that are still in it are probably wondering, Why am I still here? You know, first and foremost, I did not understand what it was. I did not classify it as abuse and I took it upon myself to fix it. Because logically, I could look at this relationship and say, I'm not sure this is a healthy relationship for me to be in. But emotionally, I could convince myself it wasn't that bad, or there was something I could do to fix it, or I was overreacting, or I wasn't a good wife, or I wasn't a good friend, or whatever the relationship dynamic is. But there's so many reasons, looking back from where I stand now, I was using these reasons as excuses. But when I was in it, and for those of you who are in it, to you, they're valid reasons why you're staying in an unhealthy situation for so long. 
So today I'm going to talk about eight reasons for staying in relationships that are not healthy. The first one, we stay because of the investment. Now through life, we all invest in things. We invest in our education, we invest financially, we invest in, invest in our jobs, we invest in people. And in order to invest, we think about it, we plan for it, we have goals and aspirations for it. You know, we put time into it. We put our energy into it, we put our hearts into it, we put our minds and our thoughts and our future goals into it. When we're fully committed to something, it's hard to walk away from it. We would feel like we wasted so much time, like we put all of our investment in this basket and now we're gonna leave it? And the longer you're in it, over time the investment grows. We think more about it, we plan more, we fix more, we adjust more, we put more time, energy, more heart into it, right? We are too deep in it to back out now. So we stay. We stay out of obligation. That's the number two reason why we stay. We are emotionally driven people. We believe in following through. When we commit to something, we're going to do our best to fulfill that commitment. You know, we have committed to this relationship. We have put our heart and our soul into holding onto that commitment. Or you've committed to this job and you're obligated to follow through and do a good job to what you committed to. It could be a family member. You know, blood is always thicker than water. So out of obligation, we remain committed because it's our family. You know, it could be your longtime best friend. It's our obligation to stay friends with people because we've been friends for so long, we're obligated. Could be a marriage. You know, marriage comes with vows and it comes with promises. We're obligated to uphold those vows. So because we are dedicated to our obligations and our commitments, we stay. We stay because of the kids. No one wants to be the one that broke up a family. You know, we didn't step into this relationship and decide to have a family thinking eventually it was going to be a broken one, right? No one wants the kids to have to choose sides. We love our kids unconditionally. We want what's best for them. And we can convince ourselves that the family unit and staying together is what's best for them. We also don't want to lose our kids in a toxic separation. We don't want to only have our kids half of the time because how would we ever make it? We want to be able to protect our kids with this, within this environment. So because of the kids, we stay. We also stay because we don't want to hear I told you so. You know, we've all had people in our lives that have been concerned about this relationship. They don't understand why we don't see what they see. You know, you hear questions like, why are you still with them? Or, you know, I think moving in is a really bad idea. 
or you don't, I don't think you should get married this soon. Are you sure this is the person you want to marry? You hear things like, I don't really like the way they treat you. Do you feel like they treat you badly? You deserve to be treated better than that. You hear things like, why don't, why don't you set some boundaries? Why don't you stand up for yourself? We have all had people in our lives that have said something like that to us, but we've committed to this relationship anyway, because we know we can make it better. We know we can fix it. If we just make them see how we need to be in this relationship and we can just tweak ourselves a little, the relationship will be good and we'll prove all of those people wrong. We don't want to hear the, I told you so's. We don't want to hear the, I knew this was going to happen. We don't want to hear the, see, I was right. So we stay. We stay because we don't want to be alone. We have listened to the words of the toxic person so long. We know what our faults are. We know what our problems are. We've listened to lists and lists of criticism. The things that we have been trying so hard to fix, right? Well, when we go over all of the faults that the toxic person has convinced us we have, and we think about moving into a new life with all of these things that are wrong with us, nobody's ever going to love us. We're going to be alone for the rest of our lives. Some of us have even heard the words, nobody's ever even going to love you. You're never going to make it out there. Nobody's going to put up with anybody like you. And we feel so convinced to stay in the relationship where our faults and our shortcomings have already been exposed. So rather than take a chance that somebody else see our faults, we'll just stay here. We pack all of these faults in a little fanny pack, convince ourselves that yes, this is indeed the truth and we carry it with us. We don't want anybody else to know because no one else would accept us. So we stay. We stay for financial reasons. This I understand is a very tough one. Many of you listening are going through some degree of financial abuse, meaning you don't have access to the money. You have limited access to the money. You have to account for every cent. I was in the same boat. We had a business together. I had access to money, but I knew that if it wasn't accounted for, or I had to explain what I spent it on, there would be conflict. And I know what financial situations can do when you have a family and there is this type of abuse involved. We don't feel like we have a choice. The toxic person believes everything is theirs. Whether you make the money, whether you have income, whether you contribute to the household, everything is theirs. You don't have a say. And over the years in this relationship, you've given up and gone along with the way the finances were handled because it was easier to do that than to have conflict, right? So now we're backed into a corner with little or no access and we feel stuck. There's no way of knowing if we can make it or what's gonna happen financially, so we stay. 
We stay because it's going to be our fault. Blame, blame is a tactic that the toxic personality uses in order to not have to be accountable for their behaviors, okay? Because if they can blame you, that makes them look better. And when they look better, they feel more secure in themselves. So they're never going to admit that things are their fault. It's your fault or the kid's fault or the dog's fault or the cop who stopped him from, for speeding's fault. It's not their fault they were speeding. It's the cop's fault for stopping them, right? You all are very familiar with the blame game. They, they use our emotions and we're emotional people. We don't want anything to be our fault. So anything that could be blamed on us, we try to avoid. We've been in this relationship only wanting acceptance and approval. That's, that's what we've been working for the whole time. We want to be justified in the reasons that we leave. We want to be heard. We want people to understand that this was an unhealthy relationship and that is why I left. But that's not how it works when you leave these type of relationships. They will paint the picture that it was our fault. And we're worried about that picture that other people are going to see. No one knows what goes on behind closed doors and no one would really understand it if they did. But we do not want to take the chance of splitting up the marriage, breaking up the family and going through a divorce to be our fault. So we stay. We stay out of fear. In reality, this entire relationship has been about fear. Not always fear for your physical safety, but fear of disappointing them, fear of making them mad, fear of causing conflict, and of course, fear of their reaction. We never know what their reaction is gonna be on anything. You know, we, we fear the thought of not knowing if we can make it, not knowing if we could support ourselves. We fear the law, the thought of losing our kids. We fear the thought of not having money. We fear the thought of how they're gonna react or what they might do to get back at us for leaving. All of this fear is overwhelming and it's easier to stay where it's familiar than to step into something that's not known. So we stay out of fear. Now, as I go through that list of reasons why we stay and or why we put ourselves back there, and yes, they're all things that came into play for me every time I tried to free myself. And again, logically, I could look at this relationship and go, this is not a healthy place for me to be. But I'm an emotional person. I worry about other people before me. And as soon as my emotions got involved, I started thinking about the investment, the commitments, worrying about them, worrying about the kids, worrying about everybody else. And it clouded my logical thinking. Many of you don't know much about my story. Okay. It was 14 years of absolute complete chaos. Very, very busy life. Almost so busy that I, the days ran together because they were so busy. It was so busy that I don't remember my kids from about the age three to about the age 10. 
yeah, they were around, they were there, they were, I was taking care of them, they were living, but I never had time to spend anything quality with them. There was always upheaval. There was always an emergency. There was always something that needed to be taken care of somewhere. And life was trying to go on in the background. You know, I left that relationship six times. I freed myself on the seventh time. Now, for those of you who have gone on my website and taken the toxicity profile analysis, when, when people work with me privately, I teach 21 character traits of the toxic person. Okay, the TPA incorporates the 21 character traits. Those 21 character traits were traits that I had examples from my former life almost every day. If not every day, definitely every week. And now that I know how the toxic personality works, I can look at every single thing that happened every single day that happened every single week. And I understand it. And guess what? It's completely simple to understand. But because I didn't understand it then, I used all these reasons to stay. I stayed because I invested time. I invested energy. It was my life. I, I stayed out of obligation. I was committed. I started a practice. We had a home. We had land. I was obligated by my marriage vows. Now we had kids. I was obligated as a parent to build a life for them. I stayed for my kids because when I realized it was not a good spot, I didn't have a choice because if I wasn't there, no one was there to protect them. I didn't realize I wasn't even able to protect them when I was there, but I thought I was doing my job because I had to stay for the kids. I definitely, definitely stayed out of pride. There was so many people in my life that knew this was not a good relationship. And contrary to the way some of your start, I knew from the very beginning, I should not be in this relationship. Some of the beginning of these type of relationships is very clouded and you feel like it's the best relationship ever, which is the majority of them. I knew in my gut, in my soul, my intuition told me, this is not the relationship for you. So me leaving, when I went against everybody and myself, knowing that this wasn't the relationship for me, I tried harder to prove myself and harder to be stronger. And I tried harder to fix it. And I tried harder to do everything better. So I didn't have to accept the fact that I was right to begin with. And so was everybody else. I did stay for financial reasons because I could not figure out how to get it done that I could get out of there and have money to live on. And in this situation, everybody's case is different. Mine, I let it all go. I walked away from every single thing, which I don't recommend because I can help you not do that now, but that's how I chose to do it. I'm not fighting anymore. You can have it. So if you're staying for financial reasons, I promise you there is a way out. I didn't want to be blamed for giving up. I always had to hear that I didn't know how to love and I didn't know how to be a wife and I didn't know how to be in a relationship properly. So I didn't want to be the one that gave up. So I kept trying and trying and trying. And just like I talk about, I was on the treadmill and where do you go when you're on a treadmill? Nowhere. 
I didn't want it to be my fault. I didn't want it to be my fault. And then all of a sudden, one day I realized everything was my fault. Everything was my fault. So I decided if I need to take the blame for this, so be it. Fear. My entire relationship was fear. However, I didn't realize it for a long time. But I was fear of making him mad. I was fear of conflict. I was fear of upsetting him. I was fear of doing the wrong thing. I was fearful of not being good enough. And by the time I left, I was also fearful for my physical safety. So I want you to think about the reasons that you're staying and go through this list. If you're, if you're still there, what are the reasons that you're there? What are the reasons that you're using to stay in an unhealthy relationship? Because again, logically, we know these relationships aren't healthy for us, but emotionally we can convince ourselves that it's okay to stay in them. So between now and the next episode, I want you to make a list of the reasons that you can think of as to why you're staying in that relationship, why you're staying in that job environment, why you're still in that friendship, why you're in that marriage that is physically and mentally destroying you. What are the reasons that you're using to stay in it? And we're going to talk about this in more depth as we go through the next few episodes. So thank you for being here. I will talk to you soon.